I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, do good better. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. I think what makes us different is the fact that we're, we're pretty fearless. Mm. Um, if we have an idea, we'll we'll give it a shot and we're going to try it. We'll see it through. If we fail, but so be it. It's a learning curve and, and we'll move on from there. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. The show is for small and medium-sized nonprofits doing great big things. We have a wonderful episode for you today because we found a small nonprofit doing great big things. I'd like to welcome to the show Paula Ferrari. She's a board member at Nothing Down. Paula, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Hi. All right, so if somebody's scrolling through Facebook and they're scrolling through YouTube or all their favorite places to listen to podcasts and they stumble across this and say, Paula, and nothing down, I'm very interested, but I know nothing about your organization. So for the listening and the viewing audience, why don't you kind of give a 5,000-foot view on what nothing down is, how you started, and what you do? Okay, so broadly, what we are is a Down Syndrome Awareness nonprofit. Our mission is to show the world that there is nothing down about Down syndrome. Um, we do so through a number of media channels. So we have photo campaigns. Uh, you'll see us on Facebook and Instagram. We've got some documentary films. Then we also do live events and all of those kind of celebrating the beauty of difference and showing the world how incredible individuals with Down syndrome are. I love that. I love that a lot. How'd you get started? So what's the, what, what was the impetus for this? And, and what's your, what's your origin story? I like that. The comic book era, it's an origin story of nothing down. It's actually um, quite a beautiful little story. So the president, Julie Scopa Wilson did a casting call for a photograph, which is you probably have seen the photo. If you've been on our, our Facebook page, it's gone viral a number of times of 11 young children with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Julie put a casting call out for kids to appear in that photo um, to celebrate her sister who passed away from a, a heart disease. Um, she was in her 30s. So Julie wanted to honor her sister and did so through this photo. And one of 
the children in the photo, Reagan, her mom is Shannon Morgan Daughtry, who's the co-founder. The two of them kind of became fast friends and what started as just a picture has now become a global movement really, which is pretty cool. So it just started with the two of them kind of linking up on the set of this photo shoot and it grew organically from there. It's funny that you have the uh, the old saying, a picture's worth a thousand words. Who and, is it? And it literally is like a, a picture's worth a million likes. Uh, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that is, that's such a wonderful story on uh, um, something that you didn't know was necessarily a thing. It happens mm-hmm. and you jump on it and say, now awareness campaign 101, let's go and make this a thing. Not only, mm-hmm. not only uh, regionally and locally, but across the globe now which is yes. just a remarkable feat. So talk to me about that process. You take the photo and, and it starts to get a, a little bit of attraction. Um, when did you realize that starting a nonprofit uh, for this awareness thing was the, was the right play to go or where, where you sort of built that from? I think they, I think that all happened. Oh goodness. It was very quickly that the two of them decided mm-hmm. to, to grow it. Um, I came on pretty much right when it started is probably when I was pregnant with my son and at their first walk, I attended not in pretty much any volunteer capacity. I attended as, as a guest and was blown away by how organized and passionate the team was and how small it was Mm. and what big things they were doing. And I started volunteering from there and hooked up with them and started running the Instagram and just kind of, I was a bit of a nudge and wouldn't really, I, I just stayed with them. And it, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I was just there long enough that they asked me to stay and be on the board. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I came on to the board in 2019, I think when they realized I wasn't going to go away. <laughs> that's that's a smart move. I think they find a passion project and just be around long enough that they just ask you to uh, to be a part of it. That's a smart that's a smart angle. I like that. Um, so, <laughs> so so what kind of events uh, do you do throughout the year to sort of garner awareness and uh, sort of build this uh, idea that it's nothing down about Down syndrome? That's a clever name. I just love it. Uh, what are you, what are you doing throughout the year to help sort of build that enthusiasm and that momentum? There, we usually do uh, a couple of maybe short film projects throughout the year. There's usually something around World Down Syndrome Day, like a dance video. Um, we did do a World Down Syndrome Day dance party, which we were going to attempt to do, do again this year. But with everything happening, that didn't get to happen. We do an in-person family fun day, which would be the walk where... I found nothing down. Um, that is usually in June. Again, that's up in the, well, it's not happening, but it may happen in the fall. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And we usually have a gala in the fall as well. And then if we're working on documentary films, we'll kind of travel around. If we find a, a guest that we're interested in or a story that just absolutely needs to be told, then we'll, we'll hit the road and do some filming. 
Outstanding. No, I love that. I, I like that you're not contained to one community. I like the fact that you're not contained to, you know, one sort of uh, area. Uh, the, the the beauty of this is that it it, it spans because I, I think, you know, parents of individuals with, uh, with you, know, you know, children with Down syndrome, it's such a, a, a tight knit community. I mean, it's one of the it most lockstep positive individuals. If you are ever feeling, well, to be, uh, to play on words, if you're ever feeling down, <laughs> go find a family that is uh, with involved with, a, with either a Down syndrome organization, or whatever, is the most authentically enthusiastic, positive group of people you can ever be around and is a pure joy. And I can understand why you Absolutely. want to stick around because it's just, you cannot feel bad by being with this particular community. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It, even just to, as, as a parent as well, it is amazing and beautiful to see if I even have, I had a question over the weekend about what type of bicycle to get my son because he's three years old and he wants to keep up with his brother who's Mm -hmm. now on a two wheeler and out doing his thing. And all I did was just say, anybody have any suggestions on a trike or a balance bike and people drop everything and we'll send you links on here's how to buy it. Here's somebody on Facebook marketplace that has one. They're 30 minutes from you. You should get, it's just, it warms your heart and it gives you so much hope. And that's, one of the reasons why we work so hard because this community works so hard for each other and many of us have never met. And that's, that's a pretty cool thing. I, I think this is what makes the, uh, this is the, the, the part of the internet that makes uh, everyone glad they're a part of it is, is something like this. They get to experience a community that you never really meet face to face. And yet they're there for you in, in a, in a heartbeat. So uh Every a nonprofit that we talk to, we ask the same question, which is, what's those big, hairy, audacious goals? Because everyone's got them, regardless of their size, scope, or scale. So what, mm-hmm. for nothing down, is your big, hairy, audacious goal for the future of your organization? Uh, we'd like to see chapters across the country um, to go further. If we could get them international, that would be beautiful as well. Uh, we want to see our, our films in a theater. We got to experience that last year, uh, the Princeton Nassau Film Festival. We got to see it up on a big screen. We'd like to keep seeing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe have screenings across the country, World Down Syndrome Day celebration. Our school program, that is a, another big goal, is to see that grow and start looking into doing assemblies in person or presentations. Now that's kind of got to pivot as well and mm-hmm. maybe do virtual options since sure. in person is going to probably take some time. But we, the school program is another huge passion of ours, which kind of goes hand in hand with the latest project that we rolled out, which was the R card. And kind of want to see that get into not just schools, but that's something that could probably be used by grownups, educators, no matter what your occupation is, everybody kind of knows somebody, unfortunately, who might use the word and could use that tool. Right. Oh, I I love it. It's a a wonderful um, goal to have. And I love the chapters thing. So if you're listening in, you're a parent and, and, uh, or you're a family member and you're living in a state that does not have uh, any idea of, you know, sort of a, a chapter or a group that's, that's playing around with the idea of, having families get together and, and, and collaborate 
uh, with their families who are uh, who are living with, you know, sort of the challenges of communication and, and, and partnership. You get a hold of nothing down and let's start some partnerships. Let's get this. Uh, let's kick that off. So what does uh, nothing down do different than other organizations that uh, rally around the idea of awareness and down syndrome and how and how awesome uh, these these kids and these families are? What what makes you different than most others? I think what makes us different is the fact that we're, we're pretty fearless. Mm. Um, if we have an idea, we'll, we'll give it a shot and we're going to try it. We'll see it through. If we fail, that so be it. It's a learning curve and, and we'll move on from there. But we've got this global following that makes chasing those dreams a, a very real possibility for us. And they give us a voice as we're giving them a voice, it's, it's a, a trade-off. And because of how far spread our audience is, it allows us to share the message and really get the word out there. I love uh, the reward for audacity and the uh, lack of fear is, is, I think, one of my favorite things to, to watch nonprofits do. And so you do it brilliantly. And I, and I really like that, that embracing of, of fear. And, and not a lot of nonprofits do because they're timid and they don't want to sort of upset the apple cart. I like where you're going with this. So let's talk a little bit about documented successes. I know that your awareness and your and some of your programs and, and some of your, your things you're doing within the schools are wonderful. Have any documented successes or things that you can kind of share on like, hey, this was an unexpected win that we didn't, uh, that we didn't see coming? Well, we were in six film festivals for our film, Dear Doctor. There's one that's still, we've been accepted to, but it hasn't happened yet. And out of the six that we've been in, we won four. Oh, awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The, and the feedback and the feedback from the audience, I'm assuming is just as, uh, you know, positive as, as, you know, sort of the film award uh, winners as well, because they're, this is something that they've never experienced or they have not seen before. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll, a lot of people at these festivals, other filmmakers or whatnot, may not have any exposure to the, the disability community. And to mm-hmm. see people from all walks of life watch the film on on the screen and feel it in their heart, that that's something you, you, you can't put a price tag on. You can't really quantify it. It's that it's everything it really is to to know that what we're doing is touching lives and hopefully in turn the film and its mission to kind of shed light on how a diagnosis is received can maybe change the path of the diagnosis process or maybe give hope to new families it's it's that was probably in my book a, a gigantic win Oh, that's awesome. And again, we celebrate wins at the nonprofits. We don't do it well enough. Uh, what, anything else that we want to celebrate and sort of like, hey, nothing down did this. It's not bragging. It's just celebrating. Donors want to be a part of winning teams. We're, we're going to find winning teams to, to be a part of. So why not nothing down? Anything else that we want to celebrate as a win for your organization? Big, small, medium-sized, anything in between? I think that the launch of our R-Card program, um, the way that that kind of came to light was from one of our ambassadors. Again, we wouldn't be who we are without that group of individuals spreading our mission. 
uh, one of the moms came to us with the idea. We all worked together and we made it happen. And it's something that as a mother of a child with Down syndrome, I hear it from friends. I hear from people reaching out to me through Nothing Down that to hear someone use the R word is probably one of the biggest struggles as a parent. And they, you don't know how to correct someone or you don't know which battle to pick or do you let it slide or do you maybe get into a confrontation or maybe it's someone you work with and you don't want to make waves. And we gave the community a tool to use. And again, we had an idea, this mom had an idea, we said, let's make it happen, and, and we did. And now it is a tangible item. It's also a digital item that can be downloaded. It's something somebody can just share on social media if they don't want to push it on somebody. But we heard a need, and, and we made it happen. And I think that deserves to be celebrated. I love it. And for, some, and for those of us who don't know what the R card is, kind of explain that as a, as a thing. It is a... A business like at the size of a business card and it has a number of other words that start with R like rethink, reimagine. It features I believe six children with Down syndrome along the bottom and it's something that maybe if you hear someone use it the R word and it makes you cringe and you don't necessarily want to verbalize it with them it's something you can leave on somebody's desk you can tuck it in their pocket maybe stick it in their door <laughs> just to let them know hey what you said kind of hurts my not just kind of hurts my feelings it hurts my feelings and and there's a face that goes with that word when you use it and you may not realize it and that face could be my child <laughs> and it, I do it's gotten yeah. good feedback yeah, good. I, I I like that, and I do I do like the fact that it is it has become cringeworthy, and it, it might be in the circles that I think we may run in, uh, but I find more and more that it becomes cringeworthy to a lot more people, and I think that's progress on a on a, a larger scale than, than we absolutely. Kind of and I think and it might be because you know you and I run in the in the developmental disability community, and that it's part of it's it's top of mind, it's topical, uh, but I think really as there's a shift, and I think that's kind of a really interesting um, uh, moment to watch when you know mm -hmm. to use it in, as a as a child and as an adolescent and and even as a young adult, you know didn't think anything of it, but now all of a sudden right. it comes now. Oh, why would I do that? That sounds like a horrible thing to yeah. say. Now. So I think progress is being made, and so I think that's a wonderfully clever way. Of, of addressing this without sort of, you know, getting into it face-to-face, uh, -face, which is a wonderful way to do it. Um, one of the things that we like doing here on the official Do Good Better podcast is showcasing anybody and everybody who has helped you along the way and, uh, and sharing some notes of appreciation to those who are, who make, you know, uh, nothing down the, the way that it is. And, and so are there anybody or there's a business or a person or a group of people who have uh, deserve a big shout out today <laughs> on the show for doing and just being generally awesome? Our ambassadors, um, they're, they're amazing. And the term for this year's really kind of just started in February. It's usually a one year term. So they kind of came into this with us at a time where we were figuring this out as we went along with the, the way the world is going. 
And so many of them have just stepped up to the plate and they're willing to fundraise or volunteer or do whatever they have to do to help us. And people are getting super creative. We've got a couple of moms doing yard sales to fundraise for us. There's another mother who has a hair salon who developed products and a portion of the proceeds is coming to us. Just in a time where people really need to be focused on the safety of their families to see that they're still willing to help this cause is amazing. And we are super, super thankful for everything that they're doing and continue to do. That's amazing. Here's another R word for you for talking about your ambassadors, resilient, even in a global pandemic, still rocking and rolling. So there's an R word for the day that we can use <laughs> celebration tool and a and an appreciation tool for them. Well, as an appreciation, speaking of which, uh, I'd like to uh, say thank you to my guests by offering as much fundraising advice as possible uh, to those who have questions. And so, Paula, from Nothing Down, is there a fundraising question that I can help you out with today? Sure. We actually, this morning, were just discussing how we're going to still try to tentatively have a walk. If not in person, it will we're definitely holding a virtual option as well, but we were going to hope to try and have an in-person walk that people could show up to if we are able to do so. Mm -hmm. But with also not knowing about a gala, we're discussing maybe online auctions, um, doing things like that. So it's just any advice on how to, Keep it kind of fluid when asking potential donors mm -hmm. because we can't just say you're going to donate and it's going to, you're going to be on the step and repeat at a gala. You're going to be on a sign at a walk. It, it's mm -hmm. difficult to uh, kind of propose yes. what we're giving in return. No, it, it is a question that thing is that everybody top of mind on everybody, especially looking forward to the fall where most of the galas are and, and, and some mm -hmm. of the walks are as well. For a sponsor, uh, during a pandemic and thinking about going virtual, what we're finding is you get more bang for your buck in a virtual sponsorship than you do in an in-person one. And I'll give you an example. If you are doing a virtual event or if you're doing an in-person event and I'm a sponsor of your, of your, um, your gala, I'm going to get mentioned once or twice and I'm probably going to be in a book somewhere that people are going to glance over. If you're in a virtual environment, you get to scroll past every single 5, 10, 20 seconds of another sponsor in front of people, downloading a link, emailing directly, text messaging someone a link to, the, um, to, their, to their business or their, or their group or whomever is uh, sponsoring the show. You can mention them numerous times on social media as you're leading up to it because all of your marketing material is going to be on the virtual platform. And so mm -hmm. you get more touch points in a virtual setting than you would in an actual in-person setting. And that's what we're finding because you can be in front and it doesn't seem annoying. And instead of not paying attention to it, you know, live while you're flipping through a book, you're actually forced to look at it because you're looking at yeah. a screen and you're doing, so you're getting more eyeballs. You're able to mention it more often without seeming like you're forcing it into it. Like this portion is brought to you by business a, this section mm -hmm. of our virtual event is brought to you by business B. And all of a sudden they feel a little more involved with the success of your event in a virtual setting than they have in an in-person one. 
I'll give you a golf tournament example as well. If you've ever played in a golf tournament, um, you're, you've got a hole sponsor. How many hole sponsors do you mention or you remember or the sign isn't there prominent? You don't mm-hmm. pay attention. You're 14 Coors Lights in playing at a golf tournament. <laughs> have fun. But if you're doing a virtual event, all of a sudden that becomes front and center and it becomes something that you can purposely do in front and your sponsorship package can actually showcase that on the amount of eyeballs, the amount of people you're going to showcase as well. I think it's a bigger opportunity now in a virtual setting than it is in an in-person setting to sell your sponsorships as a better value now than it would be in an in-person one. Great. I just think it's a, I just think it's a thing. And, and again, you can have fun with it too. The best part about um, this pandemic is that you are going to get a lot of grace for trying something brand new that you mm-hmm. haven't done before. And that you're, uh, again, as an audacious group yourself, doing something fun and different and unique and outside of the box is going to be well rewarded with people going, hey, it didn't might have not worked, but holy heck, they tried. And boy, Mm -hmm. that turned out to be um, not abysmal failure, but really something we learned along the way. So kudos to you for trying. And I love the idea. And again, plan for it all being virtual. You Mm -hmm. might be able to get away with a hybrid version of it. But if you don't plan to be virtual, I think you're going to get caught flat-footed. And so my advice to any and all nonprofits who are looking at their fall events, plan on a virtual setting. We don't know when this is going to flare up again. And again, to a a population and a a group of individuals who need to be kept safer than others, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to think about that a little differently than other groups. So I think it's Mm -hmm. being purposeful and, and responsible and being proactive, I think, is the key there. I hope that helps for you, Paula. Okay, so we have come to the end of our podcast, which is so sad because I just have joy talking to you, and this is such a (laughs) cool thing. And um, I want everyone to take that giant sack of money they've got sitting and hiding under their bed, and I want you to (laughs) give it to nothing down at the end of the show. But alas, (laughs) we don't know how to get a hold of you. So Paula, how can we give you a lot of money? How can we support you? How can we follow you? Give us all the ways that we can support nothing down today. We are online at www.nothingdown.org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I that's it. We're also, I think, we're on Pinterest. Ooh. But, okay. Um, or you can feel free to email us at info at nothingdown.org as well. And we will gladly respond to any and all questions that you might have. I love it. Well, of course, we're going to put all that information in the show notes. And so at, as soon as you're done with this podcast, you scroll down and you click donate and it's going to be amazing. You're going to feel good and you're going to help them do amazing work uh, all over the globe now because that is pretty darn cool. And that's a wonderful uh, to have you on as a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you, Paula, for, uh, for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Best of luck and we'll catch you next time here on the official Do Good Better podcast. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.